je viens. <laughs> and we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 4, episode 24. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today is Monday, July 16th. Coming in from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight is Sam and special guest Adam. Sam, how you doing? Doing well, Joel. How you doing? Pretty good. Adam, how you like, doing? My hot take that was, that was. I feel like you fucked that up. I like, did not. Usually, <laughs> usually you and then like I come in and do my hot take, but it, it's something just got weird there. <laughs> yeah, so give me a... Give me. Hi, this is Adam, and as somebody who hasn't done this podcast yet, I'm very much panicked. Because I had a whole system explained to me, and it didn't involve a how are you doing. So I'm also a little confused. That's how we do it. <laughs> we come up with these very elaborate plans, and then I fuck them up in the first minute 38. Well, it's we only ever plan out the first minute, and then when oh. that goes off the rails, like, we got nothing else. That's it. There's no fallback. All right. Sam, give me your hot take. All right. My hot take is, now that we're in the All-Star break, you know, basically the first half of the season is done, and if, this is kind of complicated, but if Major League Baseball was March Madness and everybody had a bracket, nobody's bracket would be busted right now. Right. I get that. This has been the most predictable of all baseball seasons in recent memory, I think. Nice. Adam? You give us your hot take of the of the week. Can I respond to that hot take at all? Yes. Sure, yes. So I feel like the Yankees were supposed to be a little better, right? They're pretty no, good. Great. <laughs> yeah, but they're like they're in second. Or are they supposed <laughs> to be in first? Isn't Giancarlo Stanton supposed to have like fifty home runs at this point? No, the Red Sox and the Yankees were a toss up always from the beginning. Like, I guess. these are, have, like, what, the third best record in baseball or second best record in baseball. Like, yeah, you, can't, too. you can't say that they're not having an amazing season just because they're in second place, you know? Under Underachieving. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the media's fault, man. They got inflated by the media. Yeah. Well, I think that, the you know, the Yankees are three and a half games back and the Red Sox just won 10 out of 11 games. So, like... You can't, I mean, fuck the Yankees, but you can't say they're underachieving, you know? That's fair. <laughs> um, so my hot take, after having watched the, uh, the World Cup, uh, is I've just been, I've been listening to you guys sort of, Joel, especially you, just like complain about soccer. <laughs> non-stop the resentment, the resentment <laughs> that it's almost it's almost like the resentment one has for like when avatar comes out and it's like why are people acting like this is good this is like i need to bring equilibrium to the world by loudly talking about how bad it is and i think a lot of americans feel that way and my hot take is that all sports you can make an argument for uh, how bad they are, if you wish, right? So basketball 
it's only you only need to watch the last two minutes because they score so much. Baseball, it's super, super slow. Way too much stoppage time. Football, way too many rules. The flag's coming out. What is this? I don't understand it. I've been watching for 20 years, and I still don't understand what, like... What'd you catch? 30% of these, 30% of these penalties. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that was a legal hand. Yeah. Back. But, you know, whatever. Some hands illegal, and some hands are not illegal. Right. And then I was looking at... And then I was looking at... Like, boxing used to be a big thing. I don't care about boxing. No. So my hot take is the sports we care about... It's just like a TV show you want to talk about with friends. 90% of the fun is other people watching it too. And that the only reason we like the sports we like is because that's what we've been societally conditioned to like. Otherwise, yeah. It's it's mob mentality, kind of. Yeah, it's mob mentality. It's also, it's, yeah, it's pop culture. It's like, okay, I'm watching the Celtics. And I'm texting with my high school friend about the Celtics, and that's all we got at this point. He's got a kid. Right, <laughs> right yeah. We, like, like each other's Facebook posts about the same sports teams. And then occasionally text about semi July looking really good in Summer League, even though neither one of us has watched Summer League. <laughs> oh, man. Don't get me stoked. Uh, you basically summer summed up this entire podcast. Yeah, actually. good job. <laughs> you, get, you get it. You get it. Uh, the answer great. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I would totally add to that, Adam. I totally agree with that 90%. But the big part of that 90% is talking shit to other people who don't like your team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who don't like your team. But there's, but it's not, but yeah, sure. Right? Okay. Like, yeah, you got to sure. have yeah, that absolutely. antagonism. Or making a $20 bet on Croatia and then <laughs> losing your money. <laughs> Right, and that's about to be a way bigger part of sports. Yeah. Um, nice. We we definitely, I want to come back to that. I want to share a couple of things. Uh, my hot take was I finally got to go to Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side and go to my first uh, home White Sox game of the season. And I got this baseball at that White Sox game. And I think it was supposed to be a giveaway to just little kids. Like, it was one of those, like, like <laughs> first thousand children get a free baseball. Uh-huh. I remember <laughs> walking, walking in, and the guy had these baseballs in little plastic bags, and he was definitely not giving them out to everybody. It was just, like, family, because it was Sunday afternoon, right? It was definitely, like, family children's day at the ballpark and he just looked at me and I was just looking at him and he just handed me this baseball and I was like cool dude I'm not gonna argue with that and my favorite thing and the reason I I was able to deduce that was that the baseball got little how-to arrows on it to show you where to put your fingers for throwing either a fastball or a changeup it's like an instructional baseball. So, this has been like the light of my life for the last twenty-four hours. But not a curveball, huh? No, just the two, just the two, just change up and fast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't do. Uh, they don't teach curveballs to kids anymore. You know what? I always, I always thought as a young child, or maybe a slightly older child, a child, a young adolescent, aware of my athletic limitations. 
I always thought if I'm going to make it as a pro athlete, it's probably going to be as a knuckleballer. Right. So if I can just figure out how to grip that ball, all I need to do is throw it like 60 miles an hour, and then it'll do the rest. Knuckleballers so, are the so best, you should too. inform them that getting that knuckleball on the, on the ball for, for next time. But I guess, you know, I not think, the security guys. I think it's a question of, of space. I think, I think if they had a, a third pitch, it would get too confusing. Like right. There's, there's they like, should just have all of the pitches, <laughs> yes. and it it would just be like completely covered with dots. <laughs> it's a really complex instruction manual. <laughs> just totally nonsense. Right. All multicolored, also red and right. blue. <laughs> it could come with like an IKEA like booklet. <laughs> <laughs> There's no words in it. It's just explanation of how to color code the pitch. <laughs> right. And all of the colors are really close together. They're all like varying shades of orange. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. um, uh, awesome. Well, we'll have to talk about that some more later. Um, I want to do a couple of shout outs. So, um, yo, like I said, thank you for listening. Most of you listen to us on SoundCloud, but you can also check us out on iTunes to rate and review us. Adam, yeah. have you done that yet? Judge us! <laughs> I think we got one extra rating this week. Cool. Um, follow us on Twitter. Adam does. Um, yeah, I do. And find our Facebook page. Uh, and I never know when I'm on Twitter who am I who, who am I interacting <laughs> exactly. with most of the time. Am I is it is it mostly Joel? Is it, Joel? <laughs> is it mostly Joel's hot takes that I find infuriating? <laughs> yes, I think probably like eighty percent of our Twitter is me. I um, would say yeah. closer to ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> especially in I, like, <laughs> I contribute in spurts. Yeah, but uh-huh. in no regularity at all. Um, and I haven't seen Jesse or Eli get on it. No. Uh, especially in the summertime because I, I have no job. So I am literally sitting on my couch watching baseball and angrily tweeting about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thanks everybody who listened uh, last week. Oh, damn. What was our episode last week? Because it was a good one. What did we talk about? It was a doozy. It was a doozy. Uh, we, talked, we talked about soccer. That wasn't Hot Hockey uh, no, versus Smash Ball, right? No, that, that was, was two one. weeks ago. Last week was our Superstar All-Star team where we put together oh, the, yeah. the team. That, that we, was good. Yeah, that was good. So check out that episode if you haven't listened to it already. Although one thing – so I went to this White Sox <laughs> You don't game. know what it is, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to this White Sox game, right? I drove up from Champaign two hours to Chicago – Went to the White Sox game, watched the game, got back in my car and drove the two hours back. So I got to listen to like four episodes of our own podcast. Nice. On the way up and the way back. I realized, Sam, we tell a lot of the same jokes. Really? <laughs> the, the Hot Hockey smash, uh, smash Ball episode has many of the same Brexit-based jokes that last week's episode does. <laughs> <laughs> Superstar All-Stars. Superstar All-Stars, yeah. yeah. Uh, So shout out to Chicago, Illinois, top city last week. Nice. And then That was you driving your car up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly. 
Italy. It's going to just be like all of the towns in between Champaign and Chicago is going to be all of our top listens. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Seattle, Washington. So, Mariners fans, this is the you, right? This is the yeah. you. Um, it's Jesse's family. Jesse's family. Maybe my yeah. cousin. My cousin lives in Seattle, too. Shout out if you're listening. Um, okay, Easton, Pennsylvania. E-A-S-T-O-N. They've been on the top top ten list a couple weeks in a row, so I definitely wanted to give them a shout out. I looked up Easton, yeah. Pennsylvania. It's 28,000 people. It's on the Pennsylvania-New Jersey border. And, little known fact, it was the third city in the United States where the Declaration of Independence was read. Really? Yeah, after... Wait, Phil what number? Third. After third. Phil Philadelphia was the first and Trenton, New Jersey was the second. Huh. Yeah. How far is it from Philadelphia? I... I it looks on a map like... Like, if you were to draw a right... Like, did they just stop for, for some hay? Let's read it one more time. Or is this like, was it a separate stop? Uh, it, it looks pretty far away. It looks on a map like if you drew a right triangle with mm -hmm. the isosceles being from Philadelphia to New York City, mm -hmm. the two straight angles would meet exactly at Eastern Pennsylvania. Does that make any sense? Sure, where's Trent, New Jersey in that well, track? I think it's kind of on the south uh, east side. I don't know. Let me Google that for you. See? Yeah, Google map that. Yeah, I will. There's got to be like a way that you can put all of these points into, and it'll give you a geometric shape. Yeah. Oh, that would and be really cool. And then, like, an astrological sign or something based on that, you know? I'm picturing a conspiracy theory kind of guy, you know, with the red lines. Yeah, exactly. Wait a second. Yeah. There's, like, some weird Knights <laughs> Templar shit going on here, you know what I mean? It's all so clear now. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, exactly. So next like week. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage, like, busts through the wall. Next week, I'm gonna have a map of the United States on this wall yeah. behind me, with all Just the like, like newspaper cutouts like tacked to your wall. Uh, definitely. Yeah. We know too much, Joe. <laughs> They're on to us. So yeah, shout out to Easton, PA. Uh, Barry Vermont, what up? Cool. Seoul, South Korea. That sounds like Patrick, right? Yeah, Hattie. Um, Welcome back. Oh, he wants to be on the podcast. Double shout out. He does? We got to figure out the time zone. The time is in South Korea right now. I don't know, but he's in China. So, so it's like, <laughs> in China. <laughs> and how do we hack into the Chinese internet yeah. so we can make this work? <laughs> um, anybody else who needs a special shout out? Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. What up, Riyadh? Cool. Yeah. Um, sorry you guys got bounced from the World Cup. Please, Seriously. Please do not jack up, blow tank the place of oil right now. I would say do both of those things, like, <laughs> in alternating weeks. Just really throw the world economy into a tailspin. 
Um, over soccer. <clears throat> over soccer, yeah. So right. we walked on to uh, Serge Gainsbourg and Bridget Bardot singing Je t'aime moi non plus as a special uh, honor to the French national soccer team for winning 2018 World Cup. Um, I did not watch the final because I was literally driving from Champaign to Chicago listening to our own podcast. It's the game you wanted. What? You wanted a, you wanted a 14 Boy, dude, <laughs> There was six goals. It was it was the game made for you. Offense, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so tell me about it. I mean, own goal, exciting, rain, right? It rained. It rained. <laughs> yeah, the World Cup was great, and the final was great, too. I had mixed feelings about it. Um, I had money on Croatia, uh, but that was because I broke up all the teams at the beginning of the knockout round with a friend. Broke them up, and uh, uh, they were just one of my, like, oh, yeah, I'll take Croatia, too. I generally make my team selection based on how complicit the nation was with the Nazis. So uh, the more, so the Germans are the ones I always root against (laughs) and then say like, and then, you know, the allied forces are generally okay. Okay. Uh, But uh, Croatia, not so great, but they were the underdogs in this match. So yeah, they were great. They controlled the midfield. Uh, They got a lot of chances and then uh, France was more athletic and, and, and beat them up. Get off the pitch. So I uh, see. This is why I think soccer is boring. Is because of like phrases like they controlled the midfield, which is like basically just a bunch of people like kicking the ball back and forth, nowhere even remotely close to where like points can be scored. You know what I mean? Okay, so I'll, get, hold on. People get so fucking pumped about that. <laughs> I work with a lot of like serious soccer fans, and they are like. Whoa, whoa! And I'll be like, oh, gold! Okay. Not scored. And they're like, no. Okay, so 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 to, to move back to uh, a sport you you uh, understand, an analogy that will, will help, uh, it would be the equivalent. It's not like a fundamentally lame thing. It's just not something that you do. So, like, if you've ever watched a, an American football game where one team totally controls the clock, and gets like much more yardage but then there's like a pick six and a fumble and suddenly the other team is on top like 21 10 at the half even though like they looked much worse like that that's something that people will talk about with american football i guess the difference is is that there's just so there's so much fewer decisive moments in soccer right so so you're right controlling the midfield like it's less likely that turnovers will determine entirely an NFL game as the way that a single freak goal can determine a soccer game. Right. right. Well, that's, I would say that the difference between those two things is that at halftime, the score is 21 to six and not zero to fucking zero. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, they controlled the ball the entire half. Great half, Croatia. It's zero, zero. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. But I mean, so are you saying that sports are the more points scored, the more exciting the sport, the fewer points scored, the less exciting? Is it is it a, is it a one to one ratio? We're just like 
whatever the number is, just like get that number higher. Well, I feel like that is definitely the philosophy of American football because why else do you score seven points at a time? You know what I mean? (laughs) No, I would say that there are these moments in most sports and they're like tallied as points, right? Right. These are like the decisive moments where shit actually happens. That goes on the scoreboard, yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah, so I would say yes, probably. Yeah, but, but you don't like basketball, do you like, do you like Do you like uh, basketball more than baseball? No. Right. Yeah. And why you do you really like, I mean, like, like basketball, there's so many more. Look, you can watch a game in, in baseball where there's like two or three. Two innings, three yeah. frames where like something happens and that can still be an exciting game. Right. You can watch a baseball game and it can be over by the third inning and then you can like go about your day you know or it can come down to the wire with basketball it like doesn't matter because right it, it like it never matters right basketball there's too much scoring baseball you're saying is the right ratio of you have to watch the whole thing you have to watch from the beginning that you have to watch from the beginning because it could happen at any time. But what soccer you don't like is that it might it might barely happen at all. Whatever it is, right, right, right. and it can also it also could never happen. To be no, fair, in this World Cup, there was watch a ninety minute game and then it's like, oh, we're doing penalty kicks now, like that's it, you know. Or you that's watch a ninety minute game and then it's like, oh, tie. You know what I mean? And that's like literally nothing, you know? Well, it's not nothing. But, but there are there... minutes you'll never get back. Yeah, more like two hours. <laughs> the halftime and the, and the stoppage time, sure. My, my, uh, my thing watching... I'm more playing devil's advocate here. I don't actually hate soccer. There's like a lot of things I love about soccer. One of which is like the continuous play... I think yeah, amazing. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel I feel like it's scoring is where it just I feel like soccer would be the most amazing game if the goal was like twice as wide and there were two goalkeepers. Have you tried have you tried water polo? Water polo as like water polo there's a lot more scoring. You're going to get 14-12. You're going to basically have the same game as soccer. It's just they're in the right. water. They're using their hands. So the, yeah, we call the, that wet hockey, actually. <laughs> yeah, is, right. is that wet hockey? Yeah. Wet hockey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I like, I love watching water polo. Yeah, I <laughs> would get down with water polo, too, if it was, like, more accessible, probably. Yeah, water What do you mean accessible? Crazy. What is inaccessible about water polo? It is so easy to explain. It well, you can't, so like, go... <laughs> Like go to a bar and then there's just a water polo game on in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hungarians love water polo. I was last time I was in Hungary it was the water polo championships. What? People were going crazy about it. You could watch it in the bar. What? Right. Super excited. They thought we were gonna beat Serbia this year, and I was just like, wow, sports are really silly. Once you put them in a different context, it's like, yeah, you guys really care about this water polo. I, I guess I would that's be fine. so into that. We need to go to Hungary for the water polo championships. 
They're a powerhouse. They're always right there. Hungry the is. Hungry is a wadu polo powerhouse. Yeah. I, uh, I also think that the, I feel the same way about hockey as I do about hot hockey in that it's like a much better live sport because mm-hmm. I feel like you're able to appreciate how incredible some of these things are that these guys are doing, you know? Uh-huh. But it's like hard to – it doesn't like translate to the television as well for me, you know? Mm, I would agree with that. I, it's, hard, I it's hard on TV. Like soccer is not meant for TV because you don't have TV commercials, which I miss. I miss my TV commercials. Oh, that wasn't no, a scene. That. that is so <laughs> dumb. That is so I totally disagree. <laughs> Dude, I was watching uh, Croatia, England. I was like, I need to poop and get a beer. But if I get up, something might happen. So I have to sit here. <laughs> Clutching my That's what cell phones are for. Oh, no, you can stream it in the bathroom. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was like sitting on the couch being like, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. When is it halftime? Somebody call time out. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then it is halftime, and everybody in that massive stadium, I could see them, everybody was like running to the bathrooms. And I was like, they're going to miss it. They're going to be standing in line in the bathroom when the second half starts, and that's going to be the time when the one goal gets scored, like the first five minutes of the second half. Yeah, halftime is only 15 minutes, and it is exactly 15 minutes. Like, they have a <laughs> clock, I know, because I would always set a timer. So I'd wake up for my World Cup game, watch it, and then it's like, okay, you know, the coffee has gone minutes. through me. Now I have to, right. I got 15 minutes to do that, yeah. to brush my teeth, to get dressed for the day. You know, to like get ready because this is it. Uh, yeah. That's another thing about like American football or baseball over soccer is that like there's like a buildup, you know, like. You can drive down the field or you like you get into the red zone. It's like, oh, they're going to score. Or they're going to score. And either they score or there's like a good stop. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <coughs> Baseball, that's what, the, it's like, that's, what, that's what the controlling the midfield business is about. That's what those people are talking about. They're saying, oh, look, they keep getting close. They keep getting close. Is it going to happen? And then it either does or doesn't. Usually does. Right, but it, it like just as easily can go the other way where they like, oh, shit, it's a corner kick, and then boom, there's, like, a goal. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's a it's a crapshoot. There's no, there's no, like, suspense, you know? There's no, like, oh, there's a man on third, but there's two outs, you know? And, like, uh, the nine, number nine batter is up. You know, that, like, what's going to happen? Sam, I might actually disagree with you on that one, because my problem with soccer is that it's all suspense. Right, you can't go to the bathroom. You can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, and I feel like the fans at the stadium are getting duped at some point because a guy will make a good pass and start to drive, right? And the crowd just gets like, oh, and then he kicks and misses. And nothing yeah. happens. And that it's, happens it's, like 90 times during the game. And every time the crowd's like, Oh, this is gonna be it. This is gonna be it. And I'm like, no, guys, it really isn't until the right. one time it is. <laughs> but I, that's what's exciting about it. No, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I just, I, I, I eventually, I'm just like, ah, nobody's ever gonna score. The way I explained I was, it on Twitter. I, 
was it's like waiting 90 minutes. It's like a 90 minute, one at bat that lasts 90 minutes to see if a guy can hit a walk-off home run. That's what watching soccer is to me. I will say this about what I appreciate more about basically all American sports over soccer. I cannot have a conversation with anyone while watching a soccer game. Because of exactly the thing you're describing. (laughs) It's like, we can start a conversation, but if there's two passes in a row and like we're near the penalty area, I'm going to have to stop everything and just watch. And whereas with baseball, it's like, okay, they're bringing in the relief pitcher. Even basketball, yes, you care, but you know that you can kind of go off on a side conversation in the third quarter, even if it's an important game, because, you know, we'll see where we are in the fourth. And in foot, American football, there's only like 13 minutes of actual action for the whole game. <laughs> right. <minute. laughs> there's a lot of to talk. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think that like, I think that it gets boring, that suspense. Like that's also the same thing that happens in yeah. basketball. It's like, oh, shit, it's like, oh, LeBron James is going off. And then it's like quarter three, and you're like, shit, like this is the same thing. Like, I was excited at the beginning of the game, but now we're like 45 minutes in, and I'm sick of this shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know what's funny? You you sound like a friend of mine who doesn't like sports. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like soccer or basketball. Right. I like... I like soccer better than I like basketball. Yeah, he really doesn't like basketball. You kind of like basketball. I really don't like basketball. Yeah. My, well, my one defense, because you're, you're absolutely right. If you're watching a basketball game to know who's going to win. Game. Well, no. For a basketball game to know who's going to win, you, you only need to watch the last two minutes. And then you're like, okay. The, my defense of basketball is alley-oops and just amazing, you know, appreciating just amazing athletic feats over a period of about an hour and 20 minutes. And then at the end of the game, we decide who wins. But for the first hour, it's just like, who can do the best crossover? Who can fucking get a behind, come from behind, excuse me, block shot. That's what I like about basketball. Right. And then, like, what's the deal with stoppage time? Yeah, what is the deal with stoppage time, Adam? Because it's like, oh, it's the last two minutes. <laughs> so exciting. And then the game's over, and they're like, there's five more minutes. And then they play five more minutes, and then the refs are like, you know what? Let's just keep going for a couple more minutes. You know? It's true. I will say the thing that is weirdest about soccer is it seems like there is a real uh, nonchalance about like certain things. So, like, yeah, the time, they're like, oh, it's – Five more minutes. Yeah, he like, guesses. How did they, the guy how did guesses. they choose that time? I'm not sure. Like, I feel like there was a guy who was on the ground for, like, four minutes. And then this other thing, like, and, and, and there's already been, like, studies that show that the stoppage time is not correlated to how much the time, the game had stopped. Uh, and then the other thing that happens is is when they do throw-ins or when they do free kicks, a lot of times they'll just sort of move the ball around and it won't in an exact place yeah, yeah it's it's a little bit weird so yeah i feel like also you could get away with stoppage time like you could just get rid of it if they didn't just call every time somebody like drama queened onto the ground you know they what i mean stop the clock i know this is a radical suggestion but what if they did what, what everybody else does and stop the clock and then get some commercials in there <laughs> and then we can get some commercials <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I had that thought though. It was the end of the French Belgium uh, semifinal, and France was winning, and they were trying to run out the clock. No, the clock, yeah. And their guys yeah. were like flopping, which is a whole nother issue. But their totally. guys were flopping, and then like lying down and taking really sweet time to get up to keep playing again. And the fans were booing. And Twitter was, like, yelling at them because they were milking the clock. And I was like, this would not be a problem if the clock stopped when a guy was, like, ass, ass down on the ground. I would be more into it, some kind of solution. Like, if you're going to go to the ground after, like, 10 seconds, we're starting again. So if you're hurt, <laughs> that's fine. You can come out. Yeah. Your team's going to play with 10 men, and we're going to keep playing. I would. Right. And when you feel better, you can come back in. A yellow card. You know what I yeah. mean? The problem with yeah. you go down because, oh, you're hurt. You're stopping the game. You get the fuck out of here, you little bitch. You know, like that guy didn't even touch you, and you're like on the ground pretending like your leg is broken, you know? Because that's what they do. Like that's a part of the game. Like a whole part of the game is pretending to be hurt. Yeah, and it's, it's a, it's a, it becomes a whole existential thing where it's like, well, how do we measure the pain of others, right? Like, how, how, how can you be like, that didn't hurt? Like, there was a – well, in the Mexican – They never even get touched, you know? Like, you see it on the replay, and they're like, this guy comes in and kicks the ball. The guy's like, oh, that guy took my ball. Wah! You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. It's like a child who's lost their toy to another child, you know? You know, I feel that way watching it, too. And I think it's because we've been conditioned to American football. We're yes. just used to, like, yes. really big hits. Of course, those guys are, you know, wearing massive amounts of padding. And then they so, get concussed. So I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that they're faking. But then every now and then, like, every, like, four or five games, they'll just, like, cut to a guy who's just, like, bleeding from the face. <laughs> and is, like, running around. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess that guy, you know, did get hit. Like, right. So, like, like what, how do you, like, actually fairly measure measure that? Yeah. Because nine out of ten people aren't hurt. And they're, like, rolling around on the ground for a minute, holding their leg. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, free kick. And they pop yeah. up and, yeah. like, sprint away. Nice. Or, oh, no one, there's no call that was made. The ref isn't stopping the play. Right. I'm, I'm I better fine. get back up. <laughs> My right. second idea for improving soccer is about that because okay so a guy is dribbling and if he gets fouled in the penalty box he gets a free kick is that right yes that's correct right? a penalty kick a penalty yeah he gets kick. penalty kick they get a free kick if they get fouled anywhere okay but the right. penalty kick is the one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. and the penalty right. kick is where you score like two-thirds of the time or something like that so much, right. Right. So yeah. they should change that rule. Like, like if you get fouled in the penalty box, maybe the other guy's automatically out or something. But that is, there's so much incentive to, in a nil, in a nil, nil match. Nobody can see you doing air quotes, Phil. <laughs> He's doing air quotes around nil. <laughs> <laughs> we're not accepting using the word nil, but we are using it facetiously here. Go on. If you get fouled in the penalty box, like, that's a huge turnaround, right? So there's just this yeah. huge incentive to flop whenever you think you can get a foul in the penalty box. Yeah, though that can get you red carded. Like oh, if, that can if, get if, you red carded. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you flop... And it's 
like just really obvious that you flopped yeah. to try to draw the penalty kick, you can get red carded. Now, I didn't see that happen no, in the World Cup. Yeah. So it's it's true. The penalty yeah, kick like, is I way too like, valuable. I feel like when they're that close to the goal, people are actually trying to score the goal. Yeah. Like I feel like people flop in the midfield. Like they're not flopping when they're like Last when they're it has to have a chance to score yeah. a goal, you know? They'll okay. flop if, in the play, you know? Yeah. They'll flop if they've lost their chance to score the goal, but are hoping to draw the penalty. So like for example, if there's like a, a corner kick and someone's trying to head it and they're like, oh, yeah. like they're way off the ball, they'll like flop because they want to draw attention to, to the right. I feel, but I feel like the refs I feel like there's a I feel like the refs also are like actually call fouls in the penalty box. I feel like in the midfield they'll just if someone falls down they'll just call a free kick. Right. It's like it's like the end of you know? a it's like the end of a, a basketball game where it's like the last play, the buzzer beater. It's like you're not calling a foul on that unless somebody is like bludgeoning the other player. Right. In exactly. the penalty area, it's like you guys are just going to play and like good luck everyone. Yeah. Right. But I don't understand why they just can't do that pitch time. Like you say, it's like all suspense, but it's really not because it's like the game doesn't ever end actually. It's just like, oh shit, woo, there's more time now, you know? Wait, but if you get rid of stoppage time, there's going to be more flopping by the leading teams. People are just going to be rolling around for minutes because that's just time you're eating up. No, no, no well, but you, well, have then, to, you have to stop the clock. That's the, the thing. You it's like the referees the have to actually call fouls as they see them uh-huh. and like not as the players want them to because that's very much what it is. It's like what? the players are like, oh, I want to lay down now. And like then everybody rests, you know? Well, when, but, but when somebody goes down and the ref stops the game because a player is injured, they're not stopping the game because they're calling a foul. They're saying, oh, that guy's a crumpled heap over there. Now we need to stop the game for a moment, regardless of whether or not they're calling a foul at the spot. Right. Well, then they just shouldn't do that. Or if you go down, you have to leave. Like, you have to go off and not come back in. Like, there has to be, like, there's nothing to, like, to be incentivize these yeah. players yeah. to not do this you know yeah what like, they, they what they could do is they could just add substitutions so right now there's three substitutions a game right. they could just make it so that there's unlimited substitutions but you can't come back in right so it's like if a player is hurt you can leave and right. you don't need to worry about burning one of your substitutions but you know it's just like baseball yeah i like that right well if a player's hurt you have to leave that's what i'm saying and yeah. that would keep more guys who are, like, faking it from faking it because then they have to get out of the game. Well, you either – I'm saying you either have to leave or you have to get off the field of play until you're better, right? So you can play with 10 players or you can be – right, right, right. So same, same thing. Yeah, 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 same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but you have to come off for a certain amount of time. And the game goes on is the point. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember because, being 14. Because at this point, it's like, it's like somebody – is like going and they lose the ball, which gives the other team an advantage. So they fall down and pretend to be hurt, which takes away that other team's like actually earned advantage, you know? And that's like a part of the game. That's like an, like an accepted and approved a part of the game by like the officials and the players and the fans. Like the people yeah. who are actually fans are like, 
yeah, it's okay that this guy pretends to be hurt every time he loses the ball, regardless of whether or not he is. That's like part of the game. Part of the culture. And as somebody who's not like an avid soccer man, like that seems ridiculous to me. That seems like dishonest. Is that in terms of the like the fundamentals of honesty and good gamesmanship, <laughs> is intentionally walking somebody different or pitching around a great Ooh. hitter when, when the bases are loaded? I mean, I, isn't that I also think intentional walks should be outlawed. I hate intentional walks. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but that's a similar thing, right? No, no. Definitely definitely not, because that is putting yourself at a disadvantage. It's like a calculated risk, right? Because if you put a man on base, that's a potential run that can score. And it, it's, like a, it's like a thing that you think about where it's like, I can either pitch to this guy and he can hit a home run, or I can just put him on first base and gamble that the next guy's not going to hit a home run. Because if they do, that's a free run that I just gave to the other team. You know what I mean? Where yeah, if you if if you if you take a flop and you get a call and everybody's okay with that, you're just taking no away loss. an advantage from the other team without like you get the ball back in that scenario. Like you're not right, up right. Thing, but like if you're, you're not risking anything. Well, you are. If you take a flop and you, the ref doesn't give you the call, then you've just taken yourself out of play, right? So like you, if you're like defending a player and like you guys are both going for the ball, right? It's like it's like a header situation. And you 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 flop because you want to stop the play, and then the other guy just gets the header and just runs by your fallen body. I mean, that's how much more often do <laughs> offensive players take the flop compared to defensive players? Most of the time, I see people falling and grabbing their legs. It's when two players are going for the ball at the same time. Right, but I, I feel like it's usually the offensive players who like go down. If it's not a fifty-fifty ball, it's the offense. I agree. Right. So they're generally not like like oh the ball gets kicked down in the opposite direction. The offensive player is not running in that direction to defend that ball anyway. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I would argue that it's not the same as an intentional walk. Yeah, there's differences. Or an intentional foul in basketball because you you're still committing a foul. You're still right. You right. only got six so, of those. People, right, people flop in basketball, too. Yeah, flopping is a big problem in bas- basketball. Or, and soccer or drawing happen. fouls. Drawing, like, drawing yeah, fouls the is the kick. other thing that started yeah, to happen in yeah. basketball. Imagine like, James Harden's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, when I watch soccer, even though it's supposed to be quote-unquote football, it's strategically, I relate it to basketball more than any other. I guess hockey, but I don't watch ice hockey. Um, but but in terms of like tactics and strategies, I'm like, oh, spacing. yeah, they're spacing the floor. Okay, I get it. Like even like crosses is a, like a basketball strategy, like passing it back and forth, trying to get the open shot. That's like how basketball works. I mean, I know right. it's not perfect. I'm just making it when I watch, you know, and I try to figure out what's happening in a soccer game. I'm not thinking American football. I'm thinking basketball. Much more so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two really good ideas to fix soccer, though. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, one, do you want the... Uh, I'll tell them both. First one, and we talked about this, Adam. I think they should get rid of the offside rule. I think 
Saku would be way better. <laughs> no outside. Because then you could have fast breaks in Saku. Like, think of how crazy the fans would get if there was a fast break. It'd be so much fun. What if you got rid of offsides, but you also got rid of penalty kicks? Yes. Yeah, I would totally be... So, like, offset each other, yeah. you know? So the defender would actually have the incentive to totally take out the other two players. Like, oh... Yeah, why don't we, why don't we make it so that fouling is completely loud, loud and uh, there's not a net. Well, there's just then, an end zone. Oh, and then well, guess what? We're playing so football. Hey. It's just that you can defend in the penalty kick. You know what I mean? You're saying, oh, it would still be a free kick. It'd still and be it a free still... kick, but people could, like, be whatever, 10 feet, 10 yards away or, like, whatever. They could be in between. Well, what's so that called? That's like a free what's kick. That? Oh, so you're saying it's like a free kick in the penalty box. Right. So the guys could still, like, line up and put their hands on their crutches. There's and, like, just no penalty box. It's just a free kick from wherever the penalty is. the penalty is. And you can, like, jam a bunch of guys in front of it, and then you have to, like... But you can't, like... I don't know. It'd have to be, like, yeah, 10 feet. Or you'd have to stay... Yeah, there's, there's going to be an issue, right? Because there's always the little white lines that they stay graffiti onto the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Just, like, Freon? Is that what that is? Yeah, I don't know. It's just really cold or something because yeah. it's only there for a second. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I know. I want yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really do. I put like white lines on everything. My two of my favorite. <laughs> two of my favorite things about watching soccer, both related to the referee, is the little when he sprays the little thing on the ball before you know he does the the body outline of the ball before the guy kicks it on a free kick. I also love mm-hmm. it when he gives someone a yellow card and he has to like physically put it in the guy's face to, sh- to like that that is part of what has to happen. And it's one of my favorite and then, he, and then he has a little notebook. Yeah. He writes it down. <laughs> I, love I love his little note. Ah, yellow card. It, that you have to run up and show it to the guy and then you put it back right. in your pocket. As a, yeah, as a teacher, maybe I, I associate with that. Like, the kid actually has to see the detention before you write it up. That's actually a really good point. Because that's like a teacher, it's like somebody takes a dive and they're like, man, I don't want to fucking deal with this. So they just let it slide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, I may do that sometimes. Right. <laughs> they're like, oh, you know, that was bad, but it wasn't bad enough. I'm just going to give it to <laughs> Them, so I don't have to deal with the headache, you know? I got to write you up in my little book, <laughs> chase you down, make sure you see the yellow piece of paper, call your mom <laughs> after school. Like, uh, did, he, did he bite him? Did he bite him? Did he bite him? Yeah, did he bite him? Louie, Louie, I said no biting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, my favorite thing about the ref is uh, he's by the rules he is a a part of the field. So if the ball <laughs> hits him like that, it's just treated as like it took a weird hop, yeah, and the play continues. <laughs> no man, I read the ref runs twelve miles per game or something crazy like that. It's insane. No NFL ref could do that. Um, well, for like. 30 seconds at a time, max. (laughs) (laughs) So 
so my, my last great idea to improve Stalker, but as soon as I thought about this, I realized it could apply to any team sport, was every on every team, there's a double agent. And there's one guy on your team who's actually working against your team. And part of the World Cup is trying to figure out who the double agent on your team is. Like, there were uh, a lot of own goals, don't you right? Easy to figure out, though? It would be so easy. Like, if you look at the Icelandic national football team, it'd just be the guy whose name didn't end in son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they get bought. It's like you're, you get bought off, you know? Right, right but how do you how – do, how do you – I had so many thoughts about this. So, <laughs> okay, so it's, it's not just going to be like the guy shows up it's going to be a player who normally plays for yeah. the team, right? Yeah, right, right. So, so it's like, Neymar today is a traitor. What is his incentive for doing that? Is right. each player getting different points? Like, do the teams not get points? It's just the players get points? Or how does the system no, that's, work? That's a good point. <laughs> um, well, first of all, they're all owned by the KGB because we're in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's a KGB agent with like a vial of kiss, like in everybody's locker. Who's like, this, I will test this and you will test positive for steroids if you don't turn on your team, you know? Because how many own goals were there? At some point, somebody's going to be like, wait, are you, are you actually playing for our team or the other guy's team? But then it could also be super dramatic, like at a pivotal point of the game. Like, like, a, like a WWF style. Yes. <laughs> takes the hand away. Exactly. Like, or like he just like rips his jersey off and he's wearing the other team's jersey underneath, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden one team has 12 players. Like right. It would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Change your entire strategy. Um, anyway, I was thinking about that when I was watching soccer. Hmm. Right, what if, like, the soccer had, like, uh, you know those things that, like, spin around? There's, like, a weight that spin around, spins around, and it, like, goes all wonky, you know? Right, 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 right. Like a little helicopter? I don't know. Are we just turning, are we just turning soccer into Quidditch? Yeah, <laughs> just like the, you just randomly people like it's like the guy who orders the five thousandth beer of the day. All of a sudden, the soccer ball like shoots off to the side at a random point in the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, we're just well, doing soccer in the California. It's like totally linked to random like you know, <laughs> nah. whatever. You know, non-soccer related thing. Right, exactly. It's like the the fifteen hundredth toilet flush of the like in the stadium, and it like triggers an electronic thing that like shoots the soccer ball off to the left. Or you like know? a spring underneath the field that just shoots a soccer player. Like, like all of a sudden, a giant hole opens up in the middle of the, the field. It's like three players have been lost. Yeah. <laughs> they should. They shouldn't have been trying to dominate the midfield so much. That's where the exactly. giant hole is. Exactly. That's where the giant hole is. Oh, 
is. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Uh, that's how that manager got fired. <laughs> uh, whew, okay, we got like eight minutes left to talk about non-soccer-related sports. Sam, did you want to say anything about baseball? Yeah, I want to talk about the home run derby. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, like, worthless athletic televised events. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I think that the Home Run Derby is terrible. Yeah. And it's not that I, like, hate the Home Run Derby, because I remember as a child really liking the Home Run Derby. I just feel that it has lost the support of the players and the fans and it's being like propped up every year by major league baseball and a sports media like cabal that doesn't understand why baseball ratings continue to shrink mm-hmm. and they like feel like they're like oh we'll just make the home run derby even crazier this year and like the players are like we don't want that and then the fans are like we also don't want that and they just don't get it you know uh, yeah i do know i never understood the appeal of the home run derby in the first place because to me at least part of what's fun about a home run is you don't know what's coming right yeah, in a game right. that's what makes a home run cool that, that's completely taken out in the home run derby. Like, oh, good. That guy can do the same thing 10 out of 12 times. It's like a free it's, throw competition. It would, be like, it would be like a penalty shot derby. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. like, the home run... Baseball is a process sport. It's a sport where you watch the whole thing. The highlights are not as good as basketball. For exactly the reason that Joel said basketball, there's like there's like a it's like a ballet, right? It's like a physical achievement. Baseball, tension is built and then released. Yeah. The home run derby is just some balls going over the wall yeah. one after the other. Whack. It's like that's Whack. wow. Whack. <laughs> right. And I remember the ninety-eight, right? Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Right. Mm-hmm. Was that ninety-eight? Yeah. When was it? Yeah, ninety-eight. <laughs> era of the 90s where everybody was like hopped up on steroids and it was just like 20 massive like like you know street fighter-esque muscle men you know just like ridiculously oversized human beings with like these tiny little splinters of wood in their giant hands like and like armor all over their arms (laughs) right exactly and they're hitting balls like 600 feet every single one of them. You know what I mean? Like that was that was cool. Are you but, talking about the home run derby or the season? Either or. Right. It was like the same thing. Like that was the same, you know? Well, but we've talked about this. I think part of that was the race between McGuire and Sosa and that they were going to break a record that stood for 36 years. Like right, and then only years. stood again for another, what, five years? Yeah, because Barry Bonds was like, okay, I'll start doing steroids because I'm already better than these jokers. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, you want to do steroids, I'll do twice as many steroids. Steroids derby. Steroids derby. Well, and that's something that baseball doesn't want to admit is half of what saved it in the 19... 19- there I go in my ear quotes again. 
in the 1990s was steroids. People got really into these smashing baseballs, making the, making the game exciting again. The other half, I think, was actually that people liked that the Yankees were good again. I think, I, you know, we all hate the Yankees, but I think when the Major League Baseball wants the New York Yankees to be a good baseball team for ratings. Right, but I feel like they're... I feel like they're missing. I feel like that's like the home run derby. They're like yeah. missing the point. It's like baseball is like not becoming less popular because the Yankees are less popular. Like right. baseball is becoming less popular because it's like pushing the home run derby down everyone's throat. And then like is freaking out about, you know, the shift. Like let everybody do steroids for a really long time and then like had a huge scandal. And now it's like, oh, no, we don't like steroids anymore. And it's like, well, <laughs> I feel like baseball has the opposite problem that basketball has with regards to its playoff versus regular season. So it's almost like in basketball, everyone gets into the playoffs who's any way good. So the 16, regular season 16, doesn't matter. And in baseball... I, I, it matters. Not all the good teams make it. There's a couple of, of, of cusp teams that get left out. But it's just, I don't know, is it just too long? Is it? I, I feel like it was better when it was just an AL West, AL East, NL West, NL East. But then I guess you just have teams run away with the division. and I don't know. Well, I think the hard thing is it's hard to attract a casual fan for 162 games. Like, yeah. you're never going to get someone who's like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, maybe you will, but there's not a lot of people who are kind of into baseball. Yeah. Like, because, you know, it's boring, and there's a lot of standing around, and there's not a lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> and the games are like two and a half like to four and a half hours. Right, but I feel like the beauty about that, though, is that, like, for me, like, I grew up with baseball, and it was, like, always on the radio, and it was always, like, as a background, you know? Yeah, yes. Like, it, it was, like, part of the fabric of my childhood, and I feel like that's what baseball is so great, is that, like, it happens, your team plays every single fucking day, you know, you can follow them, like, <clears throat> you know, baseball started off as a newspaper sport. You know, right. like it wasn't like, wasn't like everyone was like sitting down on Sundays watching their baseball team. It's like everybody was waking up in the morning, getting their paper and like reading the stat sheet. You know, right. that's what's so great about baseball mm -hmm. is that like, it's like, it's like this really complex kind of like numbers based thing that you can like follow without ever seeing a play yeah. being played, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's <clears throat> like... That's why people don't like baseball is because they're trying to, like, make it compare to football or basketball. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like a different – you're not going to have the same sort of, like, physical specimens as you're going to have in these action sports. But <clears throat> it's like a fucking mind game, you know? Yeah. I and do. they don't market it like that. Well, I do – yeah, I think you actually – we need to write a letter about that because one of the best things about baseball is the fact that you can – symbolically represent it perfectly, right? With, with you know, F8 
B B K backwards right. K. Like you can you can graph an entire game in a way that you can't with other sports, or that I'm not aware of that you can with other sports. Um, so I think you're onto something there. The other point I wanted to make was okay. I, I'm willing to admit baseball's demographics might be shrinking, and that's actually more of a political mistake that Major League Baseball is making. But those, the teams and the league and the players financially are not hurting. Like, revenue oh, yeah. keeps going up and up and up. It's the richest up. sport in America by far. Uh, they make so much money. And I texted out, uh, what's that guy who writes for the Boston Globe? Uh, Dan Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy, yeah. I texted out his uh, article last week, which was, which was like the same article that's been written like 20 times this year about what's wrong with baseball People are striking out too much. People are hitting too many home runs. We're killing the sport. And it was the same kind of old man yells at clouds kind of argument that I've read a couple of times. And there's something to it. By the end of the day, like, baseball is not dying. Now, maybe I'm worried about it, like, shifting from cable TV to streaming or something like that. And I'm worried about its old white viewership. But... There's a lot of chicken little-isms going on right now about baseball dying. Baseball is always dying. That's part of the fabric of baseball. (laughs) People complaining about baseball being about to die has been happening for, what, like 80 years? Yeah, baseball is always about to die. Can't we get back to baseball as culturally conservative touchstone? Baseball is about going to the baseball park and complaining about kids these days. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes baseball great. Uh, all right. We're at one hour right now. Uh, any uh, Anything else we need to cover? Uh, any predictions for the All-Star game? Which is, is that tomorrow or the day after? I don't know. Oh, I had a whole thing I wanted. Oh, also, who cares about the All-Star Nobody game anymore? about the All-Star game. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about, we can talk about that next time. Yeah. Fucking nobody. Yeah. yeah. I guess the one Chicago White Sox who is in the All Star game is Jose Abreu, and I love Jose Abreu, but there's probably two or three AL shortstops who are not in the All Star game who have better stats than he does. He just happens to play first base. So I, I was going to ask, could they change the rules to would shift a you know. Extra shortstop, uh, who's like the, is it Correa who plays for Houston? Yeah. Um, or even Boston shortstop. Uh, Xander Bogarts? Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure they both have better stat lines than Jose Abreu. But Xander Bogarts, actually, I was looking at it, has better stat lines than most people. Like right, a lot of people. Right, <laughs> right, but it's just that the shortstop position is so absolutely stacked. Yep that they don't get into the All-Star game. Um, but then you'd have, would you, would you rather have your shortstop play first base, which they could do, right? A shortstop could play first base incredibly easily, right? I, I feel like the All-Star game, though, is like, you know, it's like a popularity contest. That's what it right. should be. Right. And that's what it should, okay, right. that's what I was asking, yeah. Xander Bogarts is like like the fourth, fifth best player on the Red Sox. You know what I mean? It's like, but, yeah, but those other four or five guys are all on the All Star team. Yeah, five or six of them. Yeah, five. Yeah. I love. I'm a. I like the Red Sox a lot. You guys got a 
fucking juggernaut of a team right now. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's up? Got, Go ahead. I got a prediction for the All-Star game. Yeah. Right. I think Bryce Harper is going to have a big at-bat. I think he might go yard, knock in a couple of big runs. You know, there's been a lot of chatter about how he's having a down year. It's his walk year, and it's the year, but there the Nationals are hosting and blah blah blah. I think I think I think he's gonna rise. I think he's sort of uh, he's sort of a yin to Mike Trout's yang. Like I feel like he's got he's he's kind of maybe clutchier, but also like not as impressive. And I think this will be one of those moments. Bryce okay. Harper Here's got the... voted most overrated by other baseball players this year. Wow. Bryce Harper was? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I th- He's hitting like 211. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you, you're on to something there, Adam. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Can I uh, kind of a follow-up question? Uh, who do you think that Bryce Harper is going to play for next year, Adam? Uh, probably the New York Yankees. You think the Yankees are going to get him? I mean that's it's that's usually how these these stories go, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Except for like the Yankees have to will have to like. I mean, I guess what's his name is the because uh, they got Aaron Judge and they got uh, what's his name from the Marlins and their outfield. John Carlos Stanton, yeah, Stanton. yeah. John Carlos. Um, Who's the other outfield? They're still paying a shitload of money, and they have Baldy McNazi there. What's his name? <laughs> They always have a bunch of guys who they're paying too much money to. Right. Uh, but that doesn't seem to deter them. They can, right. Unlike the Mets, who get sunk by their old broken contracts, the Yankees can just seem to buy their way out. <coughs> the Mets have they're like awesome. two-thirds of their, of their team salary is injured right now. <laughs> the Mets have like $100 million in injured players. Like David Wright, I think. Are we talking about the Mets? The Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> I think I think the Bobby Bonilla contract. How much is he getting? He's getting he's getting um he gets one point one nine million dollars a year uh, until oh geez I don't know like twenty twenty thirty I don't know it's it's a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where do you think he's going? Probably, I think the Yankees also. But I think that if the Yankees trade for Manny Machado, they'll spend money on re-signing him. I don't think that they're going to give up hmm. like their young strength to to get this guy for whatever, four months. Yeah. I, I think Machado... So I don't, know if, I don't know if they'll do that. I think that they're deeper in the outfield than they are at third base right now. So Maybe. Um, and they're like in a position to win the division, but they're place against a, uh, you know, on numbers right now, better team. Yeah. So, and that's like the sort of situation where the Yankees in the past have like made the sort of moves that bring Manny Machado to a trade and sign sort of deal, you know? Hmm. I mean, it's, it seems pretty obvious. I mean, conventionalism would be where they really need to upgrade as their pitching. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's true. But Manny Machado is the best player in the trade, on the trade market. Right, right, right. 
Don't you think Baltimore would want him? I, I think Machado is going to go to the NL Central. I, don't you think? You think? Yeah. I don't know. I, I That's my guess. Blue Wolves or Cubs? You wouldn't. You don't want to trade within the division. Right. There's. Doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes teams do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore's out of it, so. No. I don't know. But I'd want to spite the Yankees. I would hope that the Baltimore Royals would want to spite the Yankees. Yeah. Unless unless the offer is too good. Weird though. Yeah. Like they might hang on to them. <laughs> they do weird shit like that. They like try to compete every year, even when they're like bad. And they have, like, granted, they've overperformed for a number of years, but they still end up in third place in the right. AL East, you know? It's, right. they're right. strange, they have a strange front office. Yeah, yeah. What if they... I kind of respect teams that do that. Like, the whole, let's just, you know, our fans are going to pay real money for the team. Instead of doing, like, a boom-bust thing, let's yeah. just put the best product on the field every year. But they can. don't, though. Like, the yeah. Orioles have some of the worst home attendance of, like, any <laughs> Major League Baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, then they're fools. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I respect them, too. I agree with you. Um, that, like, you got to try. Like, you know. We can't all be Derek Jeter and just, like, give all our players to the Yankees. <laughs> Wait, what? What are you talking about? Come on. Derek Jeter would never do that. <sighs> Fucking Derek Jeter. All right. Uh, we got we to gotta sign off. Here's my question, though, for you guys. Yeah, we're at one hour and nine minutes. Um, so, in the World Cup final... Uh, what What's the... Do you guys know the Croatian dude who scored that... Own goal? No. I didn't watch, actually. Okay, I didn't watch either. Adam, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I remember the own goal. Uh, yeah, uh, what was his name? Uh, it wasn't... Um, Mandzukic. Mandzukic, okay. yeah. What about him? He also scored, I think, on the other end. He's the guy... Well, yeah, you, you guys did, didn't yeah. watch the game, but he scored on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. What about it? So, what is if if you're Manzusic, Manzusic, Manzukic? Uh huh. What what's uh, your next step in your career? Or i.e., how do you avoid getting fucking assassinated? You mean like Andres Escobar was in Colombia? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think it helps that it wasn't the deciding goal, right? Right. right? Like it was. It was right. And he scored a goal. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he did. Uh, I'm going to check that out. See, uh, I just imagine him like walking around Southeastern Europe in a Boris, a Boris and Natasha outfit, like a hat and a trench coat, maybe a fake mustache. What if he goes on like Croatian Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, there you go. I think that's like his move. Maybe he can it's reveal like, like, his uh, France outfit at the end of the match. Move to France. His shirt off. He's got the France flag tattooed across his chest. He <laughs> uh, the people's elbow. This would be really nice if you have uh, millions of euros. That I'm sure he does. Probably not not the worst move. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right. 
Thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to us. This has been Dump on the Ump. Oh, wait, wait. Thank Adam for coming on. Thank you, Adam, for coming on. I'm going to pause that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. Um, If you've listened this long, thanks so much. Check us out. Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, WordPress. Uh, Thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Go.